Open up your ears and open up your mind They'll reach into your throat and pull out your spine And when the sun blows up and the earth is gone They'll still experience grind with Kyle and Sean I have been playing so much blood on the clock tower It's nice I know, dude Alright, so <clears throat> What the fuck is this game? <laughs> dude, it is the most intense like social social deduction and like logically deductive game ever like ever dude it's best played with i don't know as little as seven people up to i had a game with like 18 of us in it it was absolutely wild but it's basically if you're playing with the main scripts which are any set of you know there's 15 townsfolk there's four outsiders four different minions and a handful of different demons what that means is those characters are all or those players are all randomly assigned those mm -hmm. characters and roles and each one of those roles you actually have different abilities and like you wake up at night it will give <clears throat> you you can poison somebody so they get incorrect information and basically how it goes down is a, a demon kills someone every single night and the whole goal is to find and kill the demon. And it's all via using the information that is given to you, uh, whether whatever your role gives you, whether it be like each night, wake up and learn how many of your two alive neighbors are good or evil. Uh, so if you're playing that role, you'll want to start executing and killing people going around, even if they're good, because you want to open up your world <laughs> to get more information. And so that's the whole goal of the game is to track down and like the demons can be crazy. So I just, dude, I started a game at five o'clock this afternoon. It's seven 30 right now. And when you said seven, dude, my game ended at six 45 and I Ooh. was, I was the demon in this like 12 player game. I played it masterfully and how my demon worked was the first outsider that I kill. They then I die instead and they become the demon so they get recruited onto our team i'm dead so i look good that it looks like the demon killed me in the middle of the night but instead i made someone else the demon and during the day pull them into a chat and be like hey these are your minions these are your bluffs this that another in whatever this is the game plan and dude we had this game i it was so masterful dude there was uh a player on the other team that was good, technically good, but they think they're the demon. So they're given bluffs and they're given like fake minions and stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And, and so by like day two, they realized that they were the lunatic, which is that character, because at night they chose somebody to die. And, and that person didn't die. The storyteller came to me and they tell me who they pick. And I have the choice. I can pick that character I could, or I can kill whoever I want. So in my play, I actually picked somebody else because the lunatic is an outsider. I wanted them to go to town and be like, guys, I'm the lunatic, like straight up. This is what happened. This is the world I'm living in. So they're not looking at him. So the very next night I targeted him, which killed me and actually made him the demon. Mm, which, dude, fucking nice, dude. dude You're playing. It, it was, okay. It's such a good game. And it's one of those. I've been watching it since the beginning of the pandemic, and I just got into playing it actually online. Oh, I, okay. I got invited to servers to play in, and I'm like, okay, cool. I'll play a couple games. Dude, I'm like 25 games deep now, 
and I'm playing with like the people that I've been watching for years. I know well, like, you've been interacting a lot on Twitter too. Oh yeah, like these are like a lot of like bigger clock tower players, which is just so cool, man. Uh, so I'm glad that I'm getting into that world and being able to use a part of my brain that I like is in just like problem solving and you know being able to plan a couple of moves ahead and coordinate with other people, you know, get together information and oh. I don't know, man. It's just so good. It's so good. I ended up buying the physical edition of the game, which just started shipping recently. Okay. So it's been a thing for a while, but the physical version. So, yeah. Because I kind of thought this was a brand new game. It's been, I think, 2019 is when it got kickstarted. And so it's taken a long time for them to really get all of the production going. And so what they did was they actually made a server online and you can go into discord and there's a lot of servers on discord, um, that you can go and play and they have it set up really cool where they have bots that drag you into town square, send you to your cottages, stuff like that. So it's kind of a simulation of the game and there's a whole interface that you just go to clocktower.online and it pulls up a a seating chart that you can set up however you want as the storyteller. And, uh, yeah, I, I watched a live play from the No Worlds Bard folks, and they played a live play in person. And as soon as I watched that, went dropped 150 bucks. I'm <laughs> getting it. It's I cannot wait to bring that to conventions to have a bunch of people around and just run games of this. I'm nice. so hyped. I am hyped for you, buddy, because I know that it has been getting your goat for at least a couple of weeks. And yeah. <clears throat> I'm just stoked that you uh, you have this new outlet. So I could do one part of that well. I like to play characters and I like to act a fool or act a part. Mm-hmm. Uh, making elaborate plans is not my thing. That's why I also I suck at chess, even though I like chess. Garbage, because I well, can't the, think more than like two moves forward. Well, the beautiful thing is, is that you don't really have to make all these complicated <clears throat> plans and stuff unless you're evil. <laughs> because it's like... Say, say I'm a minion. I don't get told my bluffs, right? And I like bluffing being an empath, which is that one that learns their neighbors, how many are good or evil. I like playing that because I'm comfortable in going to somebody and just lying to their face about it because you don't want to go around telling everybody that because the demon's like, wow, that's a good character. I should kill that character in the night. So you want to give out, you know, hey, I'm either the raven keeper or the empath. Um, so that's kind of that thing. You just kind of play your roles, how it would be make notes of your information. It's when you're evil and you don't know what the bluffs are and you're just trying to create a world that will throw off the good players is when that, when that gets tough. And the first couple of games I played on the evil team, nothing but heart racing anxiety. I could hear different pitches of my own voice talking to people. I'm like, man, I have such bad tells. Now, like, fuck you guys. I don't care. I'm good. I'm the empath. It is the true battle between good and evil. Blood <laughs> on the clock tower. It's like, uh, have you heard of Werewolf? I think we talked about this last week. I think, uh, so, because I asked if Werewolf was similar to Secret Hitler. Uh, kind of. And I think that's what you said. And then this is more elaborate yeah. than that. Yeah. Okay, yep. so we've definitely talked a lot about this in general. But yeah, dude, I play this almost every day i'm in like four discard servers with a lot of people from like europe too so like i'll get out of work and just run a quick two games well i could if i would i have 
the worst habit of like the fact that uh, I love accents so much so that when I'm around people with accents, I subconsciously just start to mimic them too <laughs> because I, I enjoy and it, it's so I have to like apologize a lot because I'm not trying to make fun of people at all. And I, in fact, I enjoy the way that they speak. I love all accents. It's when I love hearing yours when it pops out and you don't hear it, but I'm telling you, there's, there's times when that upper East coast is there, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. And sure. It, <laughs> Whatever the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Whatever you say. Whatever, Whatever you, say, you say, you tall bitch. <laughs> That's oh. That wasn't very good. But anyways. Man, I'll, um, I'll never stop talking about this game, so get used to it, guys. <laughs> I hope not. I, I, I look forward to updates, and it sounds like really what needs to happen is that I need to play a game, and we need yeah. to have an episode on it, right? Dude, That there is nothing that I would love more than to get you in a game on this, or even get a handful of people in on this, just to see who would like it and stick around. Because mm-hmm. it is just so easy to find games that are going on and like, I'm sure after this, like after I edit this and send it to you, I'm sure I'm going to be able to find a game and just Did run you, a quick game. Have you run it online with the Thursday Night Boys yet? No, no. There's there's not enough people to play that. And honestly, somehow it just, I don't know what it is, but it, like, I don't think anybody's really looked into it, even okay. though I'm like, guys, here's a link. Go check this out. But I don't mm-hmm. think anybody's really taken the time. Because it's one of those really you have to like see it or play it. Like I can tell you it's the most intriguing game ever. But I really implore sure. anybody listening to this, go to No Rolls Bard on YouTube and just type in Blood on the Clock Tower. Watch them play. And like it seems like chaos at first, but it's just a lot of fun. And they have a lot of good explanations as to what the characters are. How familiar are you with John Mellencamp? Uh, I saw him play at Tanglewood like two years ago. Oh, so you know the about cougar. blood on the scarecrow, blood on the plow. Uh, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. but Blood I on the clock tower, <laughs> blood on the glam. I was just doing an elaborate setup to make that stupid fucking joke, so. Oh, man. Nice. This landed perfectly. That's why I'm a comedian. Yeah, that was fantastic. I've been and thinking about, have- go ahead. I was I was just wrapping up that game. I'm like, all right, guys, I'm out of here. I you know I gotta go re, uh, record a podcast. And they're like, oh, what is it? So I sent it in there. So if you're listening to this and you're from there, one, let Kyle Thank know you. how much he's got to play this. Mm-hmm. And two, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks, guys. Welcome. Hope we don't weird you out too bad. It this happens why, a lot. This is why my mic sounds so good because I have this show. <laughs> yep. Speaking of uh, listeners, if my mic sounds not so good, uh, it's because. My fucking mic stand literally broke uh, before we pressed record on this episode. So Within five uh, seconds of us being on this video call, your mm-hmm. fucking boom broke. Yep. So <laughs> it's it's sitting currently on a uh, a couch-like pillow, not, and uh, it's seated in front of me. So it, it's, it's going to sound a little different. We'll get through it. We'll buttle up. We'll, we'll cuddle up. We'll... Uh, We'll get through this hard time, guys. I'm telling you. And uh, hopefully it'll be fixed by next week. We'll see how bad my laziness kicks in. Yo, this ends and you immediately forget about it until next mm-hmm. week. <laughs> no, I, I will absolutely remember it because it is literally right now sitting in the middle of my fucking desk. And even there's nowhere for me to put this mic that it won't be inherently. Because the thing I love about this boom stand is after we record, I push it over here back behind my second monitor. 
Now all of the shit is just on my desk. Whoa. It's in sight. In sight, my bro. Um, I forget what I was gonna. I was gonna segue into something. Oh, uh, I don't know if I'm going to, but I've been thinking elaborately about. Oh, is that path this is, or dude, this notes is for? All, this is all just notes from my games, man. Like, so I am. I am very interested to give this a a real shot. Um, I was thinking today, though, man, it's weird, like how huge the D and D and RPG uh, fandom has exploded in the especially last year, since, especially since the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And that's I'd always wanted to play, and I finally got my first chance over the pandemic. A, a buddy of mine put together a, a Discord group, and what? Uh, it's. Here's the, I, I didn't really like it, man. That's fair. It's yeah. go ahead. I was going to say um, back when it's so crazy that you bring this up. Mitch literally texted me this morning being like, do you have still have my dice and and my book? Right. Which here's the right dice. There. Like I just found this and the book and uh, he'd left it here like six years ago when we had last <laughs> played here at the start of Nerdy Thursday is the last time we were playing. And Damn. I wasn't super into it just because I don't exactly like that word. Like, I like the idea of D&D, but I don't really like that fantasy world. And, like, as much as I tried to like it because I wanted to play D&D, I didn't realize until recently where uh, I started the same channel I was just talking about. They have something called CBW. It's like uh, Championship British Wrestling. But it's D&D, but instead of, like, actual, like, archers and shit they're making and ogres and stuff, they use all of those roles to make wrestlers, and the storyteller is just going through and creating storylines for the characters, which is, like, I'm like, I am all about that. There's there's a similar episode of American Dad where Steve makes a D&D version of baseball to get Stan into it. And and I was like, oh, you could totally do... so he has all the dice rolls for all the different possibilities of, like, the pitches. And I was like, this is actually really good. And I think I probably would like that better because I my big thing with D&D, honestly, is that it's too broad. So yes. like That's I do, really tough. I do too much of the heavy lifting myself. Like, I'm having these fantasies and I'm picturing that, which I can do reading fine. And it's just like, I don't know, when I'm gaming, I'm so used to to having something physical to interact with, like in a video game. And just D&D style was just, it didn't work for me, man. It's almost like open world gaming, you know, where it's just like when you don't have like a set objective that you Mm -hmm. have to go out and do. And it's just like, all right, have fun. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, how about no? Our story opens with you in the middle of the woods. (laughs) What do you do? (laughs) <laughs> and you're just like, okay. You're like, so what do you want to do? I, what? I, <laughs> I, and it, similar, I didn't actually play D&D. I, had, I played a, a version of a cyberpunk, which would be up both of our alleys because it's way future tech. And this sure. was around the time that the cyberpunk game also launched. Um, but it just, yeah, still didn't do it for me. So I think really what I would need is like a... DM or storyteller who's just like hyper focused on what they want for an adventure to Mm -hmm. be and really just 
be that person that's leading it along. And they get to points where they're like, okay, what do you guys want to do? What do you want to do here? And then move it along and then move it along. There was a couple of times where it felt like our days that we were playing just kind of meandered at a point. It's like, well, we just spent two hours in this town. What are we even doing? Yeah. Yeah, you know? And also, I don't know how it would really play off playing online. I haven't played it online but like in person was a lot of fun because you can joke and have a good time with your friends. But I get what you're saying, man. Absolutely. Also, uh, on top of all that, and just another reason I didn't like it is because I'm not a fucking dork. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm totally a huge dork, but I had yeah, to get I like how you there. totally skirted around the fact that your microphone sitting on the weebiest fucking pillow. Oh, yeah. I've it's my seen. Hatsune Miku pillow. I love this pillow. I've never actually slept with it. Nobody's going to believe that. Uh, but I promise I haven't. It's actually it's in the guest bedroom for the weirdo guests that I have over. <laughs> but it's perfect. It's a tiny little pillow. It fits perfectly on my desk to hold this microphone for this episode. But it is absolutely weeb as shit. Fully admit. <laughs> oh, man. I, I loved it. as soon as you said that. I'm like, you lying piece of shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, I don't know. I... I think it's very obvious I'm a huge dork. Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious to pretty much everybody that we're we're pretty big dorks. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. We have the benefit here, and I'm just casting myself with you positively in the fact that uh, we don't do so bad in the looks department, so we get away with a lot of dorkiness. Yes, I think we're absolutely blessed with that. I really, honestly, truly, my heart (laughs) bleeds for anybody who does love this kind of stuff. But so somebody will take one look at it and be like, wow, that kid's a fucking dork. Yeah, but that I'm, kid plays I'm like, D&D. yeah, I like wrestling. Like, what the f- You course. do love wrestling. You do yeah. love wrestling. A shit ton. And here's the other thing that I love about you. You don't fuck. You wear that shit on your sleeve, dude. Bro, I am. Okay, so if this comes out tomorrow, I'm, I'm literally meeting Bret Hart tonight. I don't you give a shit. You meeting Bret the Hitman Hart? Yeah, dude. That's a name I know. Hell yeah. <clears throat> I also know this phrase, the Montreal screw drop. Fuck you, Vince McMahon. Hey, man, every single week, it almost seems like this show just turns into <laughs> what about wrestling has Kyle learned in the last week? Right. And I'm and so, I'm here for that. Yeah. I'm learning I'm learning so much to be honest with you. It's crazy. And I knew I always knew Bret Hart growing up. I did not know anything about the Montreal screw job until like probably a couple months ago. And I had no idea, like, why he was in WCW, and now I know that, even though his time in WCW was wasted, much like everybody that went to WCW because of, is it Vince Russo? Yeah, pretty much anybody who went there after late 97. Which is crazy, because that's like, that was my favorite as a kid. I loved 97 era WCW. But it didn't benefit anybody that was jumping ship because anybody who was getting any TV time was already there. Mm -hmm. So there was no point. It was a ship that was sinking, but it was really good from we've touched upon this before, but from probably like late 96 to to mid 98 was really the NWO era was pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, like before it became almost everybody like on the WCW roster. (laughs) <laughs> Remember that yeah. when like the NWO came out, but it was like a parade. Well, and when they got, dude, it was <laughs> it was huge because I remember reading about it in the fucking news when Hulk Hogan turned heel and went to Hollywood. That was a huge thing. 
Bash at the Beach, was, 96. Let's go, baby. That was baby. really fucking cool, too. Like, looking yeah. back now, the fact that Hogan turned heel, that's like Superman going bad. Dude, that's... Okay, this <clears throat> is a weird comparison, but that is, like, one of my wrestling... It's it's one of my wrestling 9-11s. Like, I know <laughs> where I was when that happened. Really? So you yeah. watched that live? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I was at my... My dad's girlfriend's house in North Adams. And, uh, yeah, he would, we would rent the pay-per-views because my mom didn't want, want me watching wrestling. And, <laughs> well, I watched all the wrestling I could when I was at oh, my dad's house. So. What a fucking great dad, man. Yeah, so we would rent, like, or we would buy the pay-per-views and we would watch them on Sundays. Would he tape them, too, so you could rewatch them? Uh... Most of it's well, he, not necessarily so we could rewatch him. He was just a a horror when it came to like tape collections. Sure. So he had, dude, he had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of tapes. DVDs like that, too. Um, later on DVDs, yeah. like once he got rid of the VHSs, sadly, like I have a bunch of really old, like late eighties VHSs. And, like, tapes you would buy off of people on eBay and stuff like that. Uh, but, yeah, he had a shitload of DVDs. But 90% of those, though, are, like, they're not the cool VHSs. Okay, the coolest, like, VHS tapes you could get were just, like, compilations. Like, Best of Sting 92 or, okay. you know, sure. you could you could get, you know, two <clears throat> shows stuffed onto one VHS. Those were the best. As opposed to these, like, super squeaky clean, get a DVD of, like, one event. You know, it's just, it just hits different. Sure. This is a different era, too, man. Like. Yeah. They learned to nickel and dime. It used to be about value when it was the working man's job, but wrestling's super uh, corporate now, so. Oh, dude, I'm talking about, like, people, you would buy tapes from people who recorded their own tapes. I'm not talking about official oh, tapes. okay. Like, you would so, go online. Bootleggers. And, and you would find bootlegs of like the shit that you were looking for. Gotcha. Okay. Dude, okay. so so badass. Those tapes rocked. We briefly talked about it in one of the chats. Uh, I know Ryan was talking about it. Like his dad used to do the thing with the fake satellite cards that you would. Uh, did you ever do those? No. No. We didn't I have didn't. That around here. But two of my buddies' dads went through it, and like. They had like these satellite boxes and they had these pirated satellite cards that would, you didn't have to pay for the signal access, but uh, after so long, like the satellite company would change the code and that card wouldn't work anymore. Whereas like with a regular one, they just keep getting the updates for the new code. So it was, uh, they would, you'd see them whenever it would go out, they'd start switching through like 40 of these cards to find one with the right code. And I, I just remember that. It was wild that's, times. That's fucking cool, man. But it was a similar like, thing. You would buy them from like a guy that just sold these hacked cards. And you would just buy like a box of 10 or 20 so that you could. The old school fire fun. stick, man. Right, man? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's but you did crazy. get free HBO. Dude, everything's cyclical, man. It's back. The more things change, the more they stay the thing. Same, Shawnee. The yes. more they stay the thing. Yo, my That's... face is so bright in this camera. It I is. You're very, very washed out because you're facing the window and looking at the sun. Yes. Like, I literally see your eyes. That is it. And then it's just a white sheet. The palest blue just glowing 
<laughs> off of this off of this white. <laughs> it is crazy how washed out your face is, but I've just been dealing with it happily. I like it. Yeah, one of the downsides of like normally re- we record around this time and now it's summer and yeah. I'm going to look like this until midnight every uh-huh. night. It's going to be super. <laughs> I'm I'm digging it. Now when I get up for work, it's finally it's light out in the morning and I'm like, "Yeah. All right. This is real life. All right, Panda. You know what time it is. Time to keep on rolling, baby. <laughs> I'm moving. Man, what, when the Undertaker used to come out to that, oh, that was badass. <laughs> yeah, and when Limp Bizkit performed at uh, WrestleMania, totally not badass, but also as a kid, I thought that was super badass. Limp Bizkit <laughs> is always badass. I don't care. I fucking love <laughs> LB. Dude, I wear that on my sleeve. You know why? I'm a dork. When they performed at WrestleMania and they had to censor half of, like, literally <laughs> half of their own lyrics, it was, it was, all right, yeah, every other stupid. word was just like nothing. <laughs> oh, it was so good. That would be lame for sure. Yeah. Self censorship is the worst. My favorite video is uh, Rage Against the Machine. Well, one of them. I love all these. A lot of times when you go over to the BBC, they do a similar thing. They'll, they don't edit, but they ask you to not do things. And they had Rage, who was playing Bulls on Parade, which famously has the part that says, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Uh, and, no, uh, that's no your enemy. Or killing oh, in the it? name of. Oh, it is killing in the name of. <laughs> fuck. Uh, anyways, so they're they're at that part, but they had asked him not to do that. Of course, Zach De La Roca just looks right at the camera. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> says, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me, which is just... <laughs> love it i love it it's like an ogre there's layers (laughs) that's a shrek joke i i know it's a shrek joke so now we've obviously we've we've got to do the shrek series (laughs) Uh, Ah. dude i am not opposed to that i've got some fun shrek the musical stories well we should do a vote this year we should ask the listeners do they want Stoner movie September, or would they rather have a one-off Shrek Timber, where we review all the Shrek movies? Why would you do that? Because I hope but, that people would still do Stoner movie September because they love it. We could do I don't, no. I don't honestly know which one I would vote for, which makes me very nervous as to what the listeners would vote for. The benefit is that you know you do one Shrek Timber, it's over. Yeah. We could also, but I like could, all things stoner. I do too, but we could also uh, still have him on, but make Brooks-tober Shrek-tober, <laughs> and that just make, would be hilarious. And make him watch all the Shrek movies with us. We'll see. I, I'll, uh, I'll kick some more ideas around too. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. I think Shrek is going to happen, though. Everybody, so get on board. I'm not upset by that. Shrek Two still a banger. Shrek One still a banger. Like mm-hmm. I don't remember Shrek three, but I remember I don't either. the first is there two a being Shrek pretty 4? good. I think there is. If there's not, I know there's definitely a Puss in Boots we can fold in there for the last one. Oh, Antonio Banderas, let's fucking go. Antonio Banderas, <laughs> Puss in Boots. <laughs> I am Puss in Boots. See accents, man. You think yeah. I'm making fun? I just love the way Antonio Banderas talks. Listen, I just want to fit in. I want to be one of you. Yeah, right. Here's the thing. I sound like an American. Nobody wants that. No. Except for, okay, so in that that chat where I'm chatting with all of these great people from Europe and they got all these great accents and then I sit there and I play a really smart game. I like talking 
very much so like I'm from Massachusetts and them because in my head I'm like wow there is a smart American I want to be the one <laughs> I want to be the one oh you can talk like you're from South Dakota though get some of the real O's in there the fuck that was Canada dude what are no. you doing that was well, Canada South and North Dakota and was Canton they all up there border and the, the border so it all kind of blends a bit Nobody knows anybody who's lived in any of the Dakotas. Like, I'm convinced. I actually do know a guy A guy I went to school with. He actually just moved back home. But he was in North Dakota for less than a year. Why? Because he went up there for a, a work. And then uh, the work Fell that he went. with it? No, <laughs> it was the exact opposite. His family hated it. And, dude, he would send, like, daily pictures of fucking footfalls of snow like it never stopped dude he was like even before he left like and he just moved back here like two weeks ago when he was leaving north dakota he was sending pics of there's still snow falling you know he's like north hey guess north what? dakota would be the one spot that is the last holdout for global warming mm, that's where we're all gonna end up everybody North Dakota? It's the only time it's going to have a population of over 100. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's, North Dakota, you just got experience ground. <laughs> That's right. We will make fun of all 50 states. Stick with us, everybody. Jesus. Yeah, you just got experience ground. You're not going to make it to your show tonight. <laughs> It'll be there. It'll be there. I can oh. catch recaps. We're doing nice. good, man. I, I appreciate your willingness to get, to go along with it. What? Nice. Yeah, to go along with this as oh, long well, as you are. Of course. Well, you know, I do care about that shit a lot. and uh, But it'll get there. I care about this more, buddy. I love that. And not only do I care about this more, the other thing I care about more is this segue. Because, Shawnee boy, you went... And saw a movie today. And you went and saw this movie 99% just for me. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, I know. I mean, I would have eventually seen it, but I wouldn't have seen it already. Do you watch the show at all? At your house. At my house? When I make people (laughs) watch it during the stream? (laughs) Uh, Every year it's a different show. I had seen the first three seasons, okay. and there's no reason why I don't watch it outside of I don't have whatever it's streaming on. That's the Hulu. only reason I don't watch it. So it's on Hulu is where I watch it because <clears throat> yeah, I, I keep Hulu because primarily now for spoiler alert. If you can't read people, we're talking about Bob's Burgers, the movie, which surprisingly uh, I never thought would actually get made. It's one of those things that like you hear is going to happen, but you don't know for sure. And then double complication that they started production on this movie when the fucking pandemic hit. So, Mm. uh, definitely even had less hopes, but miraculously Bob's burgers, the movie came out, came out earlier than the Simpsons movie did. And is, uh, I think the Simpsons movie is pretty good. What do you mean came out earlier than the Simpsons movie? So it took 30 seasons before the Simpsons movie came out because originally. Oh, uh, okay. I got you. Matt Groening didn't want to put one out forever because he wanted that to be like sort of the last hurrah. 
was he'll do the show till the show stops and then they'll do a movie and that'll be it. But then the series kept going. And so he finally was like, well, we've got to do a movie sometime. He never You're thought talking, it would last How long last did it long. take for The Simpsons? It didn't take 30 seasons. It took a long time. Because that movie came out in like 99. Nobody. Yo, look it up right now. I want to see how close I am. It was not 1999, I'll tell you that. Because that's the year the fucking Matrix came out, bro. I could have All right, sworn. so there's currently 33 seasons of The Simpsons. Okay, and the movie didn't just come out. The movie came out in 2007, so you're kind oh. of right. Also okay. off by about eight years. Okay, that's still way later than I thought it came out. I thought it came out see. like when I was still in like middle school or high school. So I'm what? way off base. So I, this might have been around season 22 then. Okay. Let me see. That's you know what? That's fair because that was probably. I think it was. It came out like eight seasons after I stopped watching. Yeah. Because I stopped watching that like midway through high school. But regardless, this came out so much faster. How many seasons is Bob's Burgers? Uh, Bob's, I believe, is up to 13 currently. Jesus, I got 10 seasons to watch? Mm-hmm. Fuck. And they're all, I'm dude, not- here's the thing. They're all bangers. They're all, here, well, let me say this. If the movie made you smile and made you feel good, every episode of the show will. Yeah. Um. And again, the only reason that I haven't watched this is because one, I don't watch a lot of TV and two, I don't have Hulu or mm-hmm. else or a drive to really keep be caught up on things outside of Barry. Uh, yeah. And that's it. Because outside of that, dude, I would watch the shit out of this show. And like I said, I eventually would have seen this in theaters. But instead, you know what I did today? I went to work this morning. I really hope nobody from work's listening to this. But I went to work today and I was like, all right, it's it's 140. I gotta run down to another one of the shops. I also don't feel bad because I have to work on Saturday for a bit. So I gotta shave some time off of my work week. Um so I'll, I left early today and I left I'm leaving early tomorrow. But uh I left at 140. Looked at my phone, looked up the tickets, and there was a 145 showing at the theater, literally that's connected to my work. So I bought Beautiful. a ticket on my phone, left out the back door, walked around the building, and came into the front <laughs> door of the beacon. <laughs> went in there, walked up, and because I have a good relationship with everybody, I went to show the the ticket, and they're like, why did you pay for that? You know you can always watch movies here whenever you want. I'm like, That's Beautiful. Well, I'm like, well, I'm going to support, you know, got to support, baby. Got to support. $7. It's a fucking matinee. Why not? Right. Mm -hmm. And so I bought my ticket. I went in, promptly fell asleep at, as you do at one forty five. Trademark started. Yeah. Yeah. I watched the first five minutes. I fell asleep for 15 minutes and then I enjoyed the shit out of the rest of the movie. So you, you had a funny story about waking up you wanted me to remind you of? No, that was just going to be the funny story was literally oh, I was at work and I went, to this whole re, I went into this whole recon mission, like espionage, like sneaking into the theater next door when I could have just taken the elevator up like I'm dumb. I uh, thought you were going to comment on the fact that you go to more movies in theaters than anybody I know and you fall asleep in every single one of them. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's the, in the well, weirdest dude, thing, dude. Dude, this was 
two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. I fell asleep yeah. in a movie. You know what I also did? I cranked back my seat all the way, turned the heat up all the way, got cozy, and I was out. Wait, your theater has heated seats? Oh, hell yeah, dude. Dude, full on. I'm talking like the two of us could fit in one of these super plushy leather seats but with heated? heated seats. Yeah, dude. You just what? turn on the heat and you can fully recline. I mean, I've been in ones that fully recline and are fancy. I've never been in one that is heated. Dude, I'm 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 saying like these are lazy boy wow. chairs. Wow. That have heated seats. Yeah. So I crank up the heat and I kick back and I pass the fuck out. That is plush. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, oh, weird aside, but I've got a sweet strategy for the summer. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. I'm still using my heated blanket every night turned up all the way. Even when it's super uncomfortable at night. You want to know why? You want to know why? I do. For, for those really, really hot nights where I'm miserable, maybe I won't be as miserable. I'm trying to get my body used to really hot nights. You're, you're suffering now so you can be pleasant later. And I'm not even suffering. I'm very comfortable. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Do you often get hot at night in the summer? Oh, I am a fucking heater. Dude, well, I, I am run too, but does your house body? not have AC? Oh, I hate AC, dude. I hate AC so much. I never knew this about you, Shawnee. This might yeah. be our biggest difference. Yeah, I cannot stand AC. I don't even like using it in my car. I hate AC. Just the feeling of just like an artificially chilled air. I hate it, hate wow. it, hate it so much. I would prefer to still be semi-miserable and have like a tower fan blowing on me. Man. I would prefer that over an AC all day shocked another reason why i hate florida because the only way that anybody finds florida bearable is by having ac on the max which what the fuck's the point in moving to florida i mean and in every house i'm in i hate it this is me in north carolina (laughs) the summers here are brutal they're so bad i have to have a second air conditioner unit just in my window alone because my game room also surprisingly gets hot as shit anyways yeah uh Wild man, like I would, given the choice, I will take artificially cooled air 10 out of 10 times. No question, (laughs) no hesitation. If it's that or an open window, fuck it. Give me that fake shit. Yeah, I want to be comfortable. I am a full on believer of I will open every window in my house and have a tower fan on. Yeah, fucking A, man. I love this about it's also one of the you are the hippiest non hippie I know, my friend. You love camping. You wear the weird toe shoes. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't have dreadlocks. Dude, I I just can't get my hair long enough. <laughs> but I appreciate also, it. Thank you. I'll take Do you that. love the Grateful Dead? No. Good. Do you like any jam bands? Dispatch. I've never heard of Dispatch. I guarantee you've heard a couple of their songs. I might have. Uh, and just... But- I'm pretty just up on jam bands just because I hate them and I try to avoid them at all costs. So I know a lot of them and I've never heard of them. Well, they're um, they're very jam bandy live, but mm-hmm. not necessarily. Their albums are relatively focused, but okay. they're they are uh, pretty. I thought they were relatively well known, but yeah, they might be. Again, I've just never heard of them. Um, not saying that they don't exist, but uh, I'll link you a song. Yeah, please do. Uh, have you ever heard of like Disco Biscuits? I've heard of them. Umphreys McGee? I have a vinyl. You have a vinyl of Umphreys McGee? Yeah. 
I've That's never jam band stuff. You, you haven't listened to it? No. Yeah. What? Yeah, I got it in, I think, a vinyl of the month thing gotcha. that I was okay. signed up for. And I looked it up. I'm like, oh, wow, that's popular. And then I listened to something on Spotify. And I'm like, oh, wow, I don't like this. Mm-mm. Jam bands, <laughs> man, there. Oh, miss me with that. Like, fish? Fuck fish, dude. Amen, man. Like, you cannot walk around this area saying saying shit like this like this is blasphemy i believe it like, i believe it dude hating on grateful dead around here will get you shot uh-huh. in a city that hates guns and violence <laughs> yeah <laughs> fuck man <laughs> like i say that but literally as of right now playing the game of is that a firework or a gunshot is very much so a real thing who but... talks shit about the dead somebody did not hear <laughs> yeah. gunshots <laughs> Oh no, that was the baseball game. It just ended. It was fireworks. Oh, good, good. Um, yeah, yeah. No, buddy, but you saw Bob's Burgers primarily because of me. Because I have been hype as shit about this. I don't, if listeners, yeah. if you don't know, I am probably the biggest Bob's Burgers fan you will ever not meet, unless you have met me. But I am. Bob's Burgers is like my favorite show. That's awesome for sure. That's. That is a big reason why I wanted to see this. Because your love of things makes me love things Aww. even more. I mean, And so I knew I was going to love it. Same thing. I have been learning a whole lot about wrestling, Sean. You know what I mean? So, My man. It's, yeah, it's, I saw you like... It's reciprocal. Hey, I saw you like my tweet, and then you asked me about when I was getting on a train. I was like, oh, man. He actually paid attention to I'm going to a wrestling show just yeah. in two weeks. <laughs> Well, and you were talking, the way that you worded it did make it sound like you were getting on it, like, tomorrow. Oh, no. So tomorrow is the Bret Hart FTR thing. And then okay. next week, Is it an GCW. actual pay-per-view, or is it just, like, or a no, show? No, this is actually, like, a, like a small indie thing. Okay. That somehow he's going to be managing, like, one of, the best, this, one of the best tag teams right now. Gotcha. And then uh, with Arn Anderson from the Four Horsemen. Oh, I know uh, Arn, too. That's a familiar is name. He's also going to be there, yeah. Which is he's uh, one of the least intimidating-looking people that was ever a wrestler. He looks like Tyler Holland. Tyler Holland. He does. He looks like a yeah. dad. Yes, and he's looked like that since he was like twenty. It's, as and long as I funny, remember, yeah. His son looks exactly like him, but <laughs> younger. And so my joke is that once uh, Brock Anderson has a kid, it's going to look like an even younger version of Brock. <laughs> it's just, it's just Arn Anderson all the way down. So if you line them all up at the same age, it's just going to look like. Arn Anderson, but getting younger, but at the same age. I also yeah. love, anyway. I never put it together, but, uh, and I love him to death. I just love the fact that as soon as you said Arn Anderson looks like Tyler, I'm like, oh yeah, for sure. Absolutely see that 100%. <laughs> the first time I ever saw a picture of Tyler from Tadpog, we were talking about, uh, when, first time I ever sent that, I messaged him a photo of Arn Anderson. <laughs> I'm like, Bro, this is you, dude. And I know he's listening right now, so he's yeah. nodding right now. I know he is. That's hilarious. I told him <laughs> the the, when I first reached out to the Tadpog boys, I was so confused because, like, I didn't know them, and I listened to the podcast, and all you see is, like, the photo of the drawing picture, and in my head, Dave's voice was for Tyler's body and vice versa. <laughs> and so, like, when I, when I really saw it, and I was like, oh, what? It blew my mind, like... It is weird how that works. Like, even when I met you and Ryan for the first time, and we had just listened to, like, four of your podcasts on the drive down, right? And we met you, and I'm 
I'm talking to you guys, and I'm like, I don't know which one of these is which. <laughs> is this Kyle? Is this Ryan? I have no fucking idea. We do, like, yeah, we sounded alike, and now, if I shave, too, we would look fairly similar. Yeah, you skinny boys. Mm-hmm. Now, skinny especially. Minis. And I got short hair now. You know, that was my defining feature, was my mane. For a long time. Yeah. God damn it. Sean, we're 43 minutes in. We said like two I know, things Bob's about Burgers. the Bob's Burgers movie. <laughs> so before we recorded, you were popping real hard uh, for all of the people in this movie. And this yeah, movie, dude. Bob's Burgers, is fa- it has fantastic guest stars and just people doing voices all the time. Because it's a great show and people want to get involved in it. And I love that about it. But uh, it who are re- some of the ones that were popping you? Some of the ones that really popped out to me, because I've never looked at the cast of this. So, like, I didn't know that Kristen Schaal was uh, Luis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's fucking awesome Amazing. to begin with. Uh, Nick Kroll jumped right out. I'm like, oh, well. And it's the funny thing is, is how many of these folks are just like these bit, like, throwaway characters that don't yep. mean anything. Oh, it's like that. And, like, shit. you got Jordan Peele, who's just, like, only in this for, I'm assuming Fanny played a bigger role in the shows for because she's a, she was also a show arc yeah they like the last episode of one of the seasons she's featured in it but it, he's only in one episode uh a, a person we both love plays a recurring character on bobs named mickey who was a bank robber who turns to being a carny he's voiced by our best friend the lovely bill Hader. wait was he in this movie i don't think or mickey is but here's the thing bill was also uh, busy with Barry around this time. So in this movie, and I think there's one episode in the newest season where he's not doing the voice of Mickey and it kind of sucks, but for like, from like season two through uh, season 10, it's, it's Bill Hader every time he shows up. That's fucking awesome. It's great too. He's so good as Mickey too. If that dude does not win an Emmy for best director, like he's fucking robbed. He's killing. I cannot wait to talk to you about Barry. But anyways, Paul Rudd was in this movie. Paul Rudd is? Jordan Peele. uh, Brian Husky is Is, in this. Is Jimmy Pesto in it at all? I can't remember. If he is, Uh, it's very brief. Is that the name of an actor? No, Jimmy Pesto is Bob's... uh, He he runs the restaurant across the street, and him and Bob have a... uh, Does not have a voice role in this movie. Okay, because here's the thing. They fired that fucking dude. Good oh, okay. Re- yeah, because he was... What uh, happened? Well, so what happened was that he was in the fucking January 6th insurrection. Ooh. He went there, and of course, like, yeah, they fucking fired his ass. Um, womp, womp, womp. But he was also... he's If you see him, he, he's another... He's a famous... He was on Mr. Show. Uh, he was on the Sarah Silverman Show. Okay. Um, he almost always plays a cop. He played a cop on Arrested Development. He played a cop on Sarah Silverman's show. When you see him, you're like, oh, that guy. Um, but yeah, he was the voice okay. of Jimmy Pesto. But anyways, yeah, he's not in the movie, which is great. Good riddance to bad rubbish. Also, Zach, Zach Galifianakis, I had no idea was a part of the show, nor Kevin Klein. Gary Cole was a really cool one to see pop up here. Like, I, I never would have been... If I saw Gary Cole, I wouldn't be able to tell you what his name was. Oh. But, like, seeing him, I'm like, oh, that's cool. He's in this movie. It's Lumberg. Lumberg fucked her. <laughs> <laughs> I love Gary Cole, man. Yeah, some, some pretty good uh, names. And, man, for a movie... 
for a Bob's Burger movie, they pack a lot into an hour and 40 minutes. They really do. Whether it be, there's like three different plots going on at once. There's uh, there's a whole thing for, I, I don't watch this enough to really know. Tina is the awkward one. Louise, yep. so Kristen Schaal's character. Louise, her kind of, um, from beginning to end, overcoming her own insecurities and stuff. It's like great. that was really cool. It's so it was great. such a good story. Um, and that's what, dude, every episode is like that. They're funny, they're crass, they're crude, but God damn it, there's so much heart. There's so much heart and there's so much, dude, the, oh, we'll get to the singing here in a few minutes, but like even at the very beginning when they're stressing about the loan payment and spoilers, like from this point on, like I may accidentally drop spoilers. So watch the movie, but they're talking about the loan payments and they're all stressed. They're all bummed. And there's like four different things going on. The kids are looking forward to school being over and they each have a different thing that they're looking forward to, whether it be Eugene's band or Tina dating or asking out that dude. Jimmy Jr. Yeah. Jr. And then Louise doing whatever Louise is doing. But, uh, you got Bob freaking out and he's making, Dude, this burger looks amazing. Like, this is my ideal burger. Just a burger, a, your classic burger with a fried egg on it. Mm-hmm. Perfect. But then you, you've got Linda, just the optimist, being like, well, we'll call this keep your sunny side up and the clouds underneath. I'm like, man, that is just so great, you know? <sighs> the love between Bob and Linda is great, too. And the fact that both Linda and Tina are actually voiced by dudes is such an, an awesome little touch too. It's just, ah, uh, Tina is maybe one of my favorite characters of all time. I love Tina Tina's a lot. Fantastic. And you could, I, I think Tina being voiced by a dude is so much easier to, to cope with while I was watching the movie and I'm listening to Linda and like in my head, I know that that's John Roberts and, I'm still trying to listen to like it's crazy if I can tell. And it's like, no, I cannot tell. I do not know how he throws his voice or pitches it in such a way that has such a feminine, even when singing. Yeah, he comes. He (sighs) totally transforms into Linda. And it is amazing. That dude does not hold back. He gives everything his all. And it's such I love Linda, too. I, I literally love every fucking character in this show. Have you watched Gravity Falls? I have watched Gravity Falls. Okay, I want to get into that. It's really good. It's cool because a lot of the same people, mm-hmm. and it's also really awesome because Gravity Falls. It's I think there's only three seasons, but mm-hmm. it's uh, it's actually a, a really cool, all connected story. Like it's all this elaborate, and the, dude, there's mysteries, there's wiki to get involved in. Shawnee, Gravity Falls is good shit, dude. Hell yeah! It does it. Did it get canceled or did it end? It ended. It, it had Okay, so it has a definitive end. Mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. that's that's the best, dude. Yeah, it's good that, shit, dude. Uh, I want he that also, for every show. That guy did another show, too, which I think is also supposed to be pretty good, but I can't remember what it is off the top Who, of John Roberts? Uh, uh, yeah, the, the guy that created uh, Gravity Falls. Oh, okay. I'll look into it while yeah, you chat. Yeah, we can look at it. But uh, on the topic of Bob, man, for real, like one of my all time, f- and the reason I got into Bob in the first place, I fully admit, is because of the guy who does the voice of Bob, the lovely H. John Benjamin, mm-hmm. possibly one of my, if not my favorite voice actors ever. 
I fell in this love with this dude back in the day. Uh, he had a little show called Home Movies. You ever seen Home Movies? I don't think I have. Home Movies was an adult swim cartoon, and H. John Benjamin voiced uh, Coach McGurk, who was just awesome. Uh, that also gave us... Uh, that was uh, Lauren Bouchard, who created Bob's Burgers, uh, was involved with that, as well as uh, Brendan Small, who went on to make Death Clock or Metalocalypse. Oh, okay. So uh, I've heard of that. But they've both been very involved, and that's where we get the lovely H. John Benjamin again. He's also the voice, of course, of Archer and of Bob. There's a great... And uh, Jimmy Jr. He also is Jimmy Jr., yes. Um, huh. There's also, when you get into it, I think maybe season five, there's a really cool... Uh, or no, that's an Archer. There's an Archer-Bob's Burgers crossover. Wow. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Is it? You could just get, go down a rabbit hole of just all of these different... Like, the top build actors and actresses of this show and just what they've done and created Mm -hmm. that like everybody knows. And they also, if I'm assuming you're going to talk about the fact that you liked a lot of the musical numbers in the movie. And if you did, I will also tell you that uh, almost every episode, if it doesn't have a song directly, uh, the end credits also always have a unique song written specifically for the episode and it usually references the episode so if you like that dude every bit of the show is you're gonna love there was i will say that there was not a single bit of this movie and i find this to be very rare in a lot of things that i watch there was not a single bit of this movie that i did not like Mm. I yeah, liked dude. every second of every minute of this movie. Hell yeah. From, and it was just, it was so full of heart. Yep. And so full of humor and so full of just perfectly innocent, good intentions to be a movie that it, it just wants you to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. That I, there's nothing bad I can say about this. The musical numbers were absolutely fantastic. I loved at the end when Grover, like when Grover starts doing his ridiculous singing uh-huh. down in the little secret hideaway hideout thing, love it. and like love it. the way his voice is so pitched, doing this evil monologue song mm-hmm. was, <clears throat> oh, dude, it was so great. And he's like, "Do you want to know why I did this? Don't make me stay here forever." <laughs> And, so, and what's also what I love about Bob's is that it's all those things. It's heart, it's love, it's expression, it's being yourself and loving yourself. It's ah, it's just it's it's that. It's loving yourself for who you are. It's it's weird, it's quirky, it's unique. What's that term or phrase where it's some so, like somebody's gun or something like that? If you uh, see a Chekhov's gun, Chekhov's gun, Chekhov's gun. Like if you see a gun, like there, there's a reason for it. Yeah. Like if you see a gun, this, you better see the gun get used. This had one of like the coolest uh, instances for me. One of the coolest instances of that, like with the tooth in that. Oh. Like, in that, like I didn't see that coming, or like. 
where that was going, and it was one of those I forgot about it until it popped up. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, fuck, man, that was good. That was good. And I'm sure like people will think I'm simple, simple-minded or something for thinking that. But in this instance, I don't even care. I thought that was that was slick. That was fun. And then like, uh, what's his name? I have to keep looking at the names. But when Grover is creating this stupid backstory of going to a gym and sneaking out, and he's and and they're all like, "You don't have a three-hour gym body, right?" Yeah, they they immediately poke holes in his story. Yeah, and I love when Louise puts the tooth in her mouth. Oh yeah, good candy. Oh, <laughs> well, it kind of looks like you're gagging. Oh, it's good. It's good. No, <laughs> dude. dude. If she puked oh. that into his hand, I would have died. Mm. I'm so fucking stoked, man. I'm so. I feel. Here's the thing. I might see it again. I I would love for you to. I definitely want to as well. Um, I knew kind of in the back of my head you would like it just because of the fact that it is so feel good. It is so positive. It has musical numbers. I was like, this is almost written for recipe. Sean. Yeah. Like. Abs- oh, man. And also, again, like earmuffs, everybody, but like that whole. Oh, dude, bro. Bro. The chase scene Under at the, the end of the movie. is so good. <laughs> and it's hilarious. Dude, when they're in the sand and Tina's like, shouldn't we just get out and walk faster than this? <laughs> Out, dude, I died. I love and when they're when fuck- he shot oh. the arrow and blew out one tire. Yeah. And Dina goes, "Pretty sure that was his la- his only arrow." <laughs> <laughs> I love when everything's ended and they're stuck, and Teddy's trying to open it, and they're trying to talk to Teddy, <laughs> and that oh. <laughs> oh yeah, Te- he just said Olive Bar. I know he said Olive Bar. <laughs> Teddy, is, Teddy is fucking great. I love the Teddy character. Some people got, there was like, he gets really heavy in some of the seasons. And then for some reason, people complain. So they cut back on Teddy. But now they're back full force with Teddy. He's, I love Teddy. Lean into it, man. Yeah, dude. Teddy's great. I I love the dynamic that he's like Bob's best friend. But Bob doesn't want him to be. Yeah. And and he's in love with Linda. Yes. It's just like, it's the most perfect scenario and there were such beautiful things that he says even in this movie where oh man where he's like i don't know what to say here's he, he, i'm gonna give the phone to linda my beautiful friend linda who's husband of my best friend or wife of my best friend or <laughs> something like that i was like that was so so unneeded but yeah. so perfect it's, it's greatly delivered uh we i'd like to hit on uh eugene Mirman. he's the voice of gene he's fucking awesome He's a stand-up comedian. I've seen him live a couple times. Uh, that's that's got to be absolutely fantastic. He is he's hilarious. He was also I found him. He was on this show that I love. That again, most people don't really know called Delocated. Um, he played a Russian hitman who really wanted to be a stand-up comedian. How uh, do you say that name? Is that E. Jenny? Eugene. Oh, is is that the name that he went by in Delocated as well? I believe so. Oh, no. Uh, in Delocated, he was, uh, yeah, Yevgeny. Yevgeny. Okay. Yevgeny. I was like, man, that if he if this is just in canon that he always plays somebody named Gene or Eugene, because, <laughs> okay, you got Bob's, Bob's Burgers, Gene. Mm-hmm. Eugene, the show, he plays Eugene. Flight of the Concords, he's Eugene. Yep. I'm, to, I guess but to be honest with you, I think in... 
I think Yevgeny is just Russian for Eugene. That's outstanding. I'm almost positive. Let me look. But yeah, it's Yevgeny. Let me put this into the old uh, Google. Google translate this name, world. Here we go. Ah, I told you. Yep. Yevgeny also translated is is the Russian form of the masculine given name Eugene. (laughs) So I think it's a thing for him. He always plays a Eugene. I think that's absolutely fantastic. And as a comedian, like that's that's got to be like one of the most fun shticks Mm -hmm. ever. Like that's just consistent, even to the point where he's give Jenny or whatever it is that. Oh, I Chef love kiss, too, like, I think he probably did it too on Bob's Burgers. Probably not expecting Bob's to go on as long as it has, but he's just been Gene for 13 years now. <laughs> oh man! But good for if, him too, if, man. Craziness. Okay, so I've got to say, as somebody also who hasn't been watching this show a whole hell of a lot, I absolutely love. So is Calvin Fishdower, that's the landlord, right? Yep. Calvin Fishdower. His character is so goddamn funny. Yep. Oh, he's great, dude. Dude, so, okay, so all of them, this whole family from Grover to like Felix is totally weird. Out of this world, ridiculous funny. Like when he had that, uh, that outfit, the captain's outfit, (laughs) (laughs) and he's riding the basket, Uh or he's, he has a basket that brings up food. He's going down and he's like, ah, I'll, I'll pay someone to be my wet white person. I'm just like, this is the most ridiculous shit I've ever oh, seen. Oh, and that's when and they're I like, they're second. also on like the dumb waiter and like trying yes. to slow. Oh, yeah. Yes, dude. So much good oh. stuff going on there. Man, I know. Okay, so this is definitely diving into spoiler territory, but I, I've got to ask, what was your, what did you think was, what was your favorite part of the movie? And so it's all right. So like in general, I will say my favorite part of the movie, having watched the series for as long and many repeated times as I have, I really like the animation, man, because they've stepped it up for the movie and it is was fucking fantastic. It looks so good, which you would expect and hope for in a major motion movie or motion picture, but they really bring it. So that just alone was amazing. Um, you had mentioned that previously in a chat because you saw this like a week ago. Yeah. And you had said that and you said it it could be kind of jarring. So I went into this with that in mind and I really appreciated how like clean and crisp it looked. But also just like they threw a lot of money into making sure like lighting was outstanding. Reflections were on point. The perspective like almost this uh, level of, I wouldn't say realism, but there was like almost a level of realism that was incorporated that looked so good. The depth Unless of that's field. that's now a thing. The depth of field, I think, is what you're trying to, because like things had physical presence on the screen. It wasn't yes. just a flat 2D cartoon. Yes. It, and more so than I'm used to yeah. from them. But like even when they are break, going to break into Felix's uh, whatever and they get up to the wall where it's a, you know, that stone cobble wall and it comes right at you and the level of detail going down, it just had this this level of realism that you just aren't used to seeing in a, an animated movie 
that really stood out to me and I will I'm right there with you. That was outstanding. I think probably for me my favorite part would it would probably be the song at the Carney's place. Really like oh, that song. Where they are surrounding the the pool of the duckies. duckies? Yeah, yeah. That's where I woke up. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, where I woke I up. Like that. And that so was you, fantastic. And you, then you got to see the, the creepy guy chasing them. Yes. <laughs> went, oh, that was such a good little thing, too. They're like, what do you want? It's totally not weird at all that you chased a bunch of kids into a dead end alley. <laughs> <laughs> Help! Uh, I forget. Oh. I, I've also, of course, I've watched uh, the last few episodes of this current season after the movie. I can't. Is the movie. Is Tina wanting to wear her cool shirt and she's getting made fun of her that okay, so that was an episode that I've bled into the movie a bit. So No, that was not a thing. Tina's big thing was making the Jimmy her summer boyfriend. Yeah, the That's necklace, it. the barrette necklace. Oh, her barrette necklace. Yes. Okay. Yeah, her That's barrette what her thing necklace. is. Um, yeah, and trying to give it to him and they're riding horses and he's in his underwear. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> Tina and me were similar souls because Tina is also obsessed with butts. Very much so mm-hmm. obsessed with butts. Mm-hmm. I love it when they're doing that song when they're going to school and they're crossing the cross, you know, the crosswalk and Jimmy's in front of them and she's like, and I can't wait to see what's wiggling in the other side of them jeans. <laughs> and Jean's like, it's poop. It's just like, shut the fuck up, Gene. Uh, <laughs> You're stupid. Uh, so fucking, so fucking classic. Also, uh, you mentioned that Bob's Burger looks really good. Uh, and I will tell you, and maybe sometime if you ever come out here early for the stream, I have the entire Bob's Burger cookbook. Fuck yeah. It's like this thick and it has every burger, how to make it, his unique burger from every episode up to that point. So... Can you, okay, I, I'm cheating because I just saw it today, but can you name what the burger of the day was that it showed during this movie? You did this to yourself by bringing up I this know, cookbook. I know, I know. Well, I I almost can, because I, I got I to gotta remember what it's related to. It's. It would be weird as fuck to eat, but I want to try it. Is it something to do with asparagus? No, but close. What is it? I forget. It's between a Brock and a chard place. That's right. It's broccoli. (laughs) Yes. Broccoli and chard. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And dude, they're all, every burger of the day is fantastically named. They're all punny. I love a good pun. It's one of my favorite things. I almost want to go back and just watch this entire series just to see all of the burgers. And maybe this summer, I'm going to make a burger of Man. the day every day. I'm losing too much weight. I need to eat burgers. Well, here's the thing. Here, Ryan and I had a show for a while where we were working through a little show called King of the Hill. For our I like Patreon. where this is going. For our Patreon. Shawnee, would you like to start a new Patreon show? That we could actually do content for where we work through Bob's Burgers together each episode. Hell yeah. Let's fucking do it, buddy. New Patreon show. I, dude, I am 
all in for this. Because then maybe I even have somebody's Hulu account. I, you, I'll give you mine right now. You, I'll oh, give you the login. Oh, yeah. It's great. Oh, right on air. Tell yeah. everybody. The password. Well, actually, <laughs> my password. You will, As soon as I send you the password, you'll be like, oh, of course, that's Kyle's password. So I won't say it on air. Buttcheek69969. You're not that far off. Here's the thing. <laughs> so. Um, oh, shit, But here's the thing. I'm, I'm, number one, I'm so full of love that you enjoyed the movie double full of love that's inspired you to want to experience the rest of the show because i think it is one of the greatest shows of all time and uh i know that you loved it but i guess we haven't rated anything for a while no we haven't which is a big bummer i was just thinking of a rating system and then it dawned on me we haven't rated anything anything recently anyways i kind of have one for this movie I think. I also find it fascinating that you had a King of the Hill thing and Mitch and I had a South Park thing. You did, yeah. Yeah. And now look and at this. Like, We're combining into a new show. I love it, dude. I love and it. I, it. Between all of the shows, I would rather watch Bob's Burgers. Hell yeah. Out man. of all three of those shows. Excellent. I And here's the thing, dude. Like The Office and King of the Hill. Like the The amount of times I've already watched every episode of Bob's Burgers. And I am so excited. To start it all over again. Hell, dude, I'm so amped. I am too. <laughs> it's all. It's a rare show in that it actually starts out pretty strong too. The first season, it's pretty good. Hits really hard. And I, I also feel like that is also a really easy show for listeners uh-huh. to go back and just easily watch an episode of. Because who doesn't want to just pop on an episode of Bob's Burgers? It is the most wholesome goddamn show you will watch, people. I'm telling you. Yeah. And it's not as top like South Park's so topical. And yes, yes. King of the Hills kind of really super dated. A little bit, and yeah, based on the realism and just its quirkiness is different. Yeah, but I yep. But man, I'm so stoked, buddy! Hell yeah, Shawnee! Let's shut up. What oh, you wait. Got for a rating system? Uh, so on my rating system is Shawnee. On a scale out of one to thirty, with thirty being the best, on a scale of one to thirty, floating ducks. Little rubber duckies that carnies are betting on. What would you rate the Bob's Burgers movie? This gets an easy. And keep in mind, folks, I do this due to my enjoyment at the time that I watched the movie. There is nothing that I would have rather had a nap and then finished watching. There's nothing else that I would have rather watched. I do want to watch Top Gun. I do, do want to watch Jurassic Park. Sure. But I think there's nothing else in this world I would have rather have been watching at 145 when I should have been watching than this movie. So I'm going to give this, Kyle, a 30 floating rubber duckies out of 30. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm already, already there. 30 out of 30 for real. Fucking. I I got a separate rating system. For okay. You. I just want to say also, uh, if I could give it more, I would because this movie I was as hype as I could be for this flick, and I always overhype myself, and this movie still surpassed all of my overhyping. It was better than I thought it would and could be, so. Okay, it's actually really crazy that my rating system's going to be as close to yours, but uh, I just did a quick Google search. Most adults have 32 teeth (laughs) once all of their teeth have come in. Now, we're about to talk about a carny who, let's say, lost... Let's say that this carny lost six teeth. Okay. 
okay? So on a scale of one to 26 possible teeth that could fall into your mouth, how many teeth would fall into your mouth with 26 being the most that you would enjoy in your mouth? <laughs> God damn. Like, I miss these stupid rating I know, systems. I really do. So, and like the amount of teeth falling into my mouth is my enjoyment good. of the Bob's. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 26. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, there'd be so many teeth in my mouth, I'd look like a chipmunk, but I'd be smiling. Bro, you'd have 58 teeth in your mouth. <laughs> I'd look like Tony Robbins. <laughs> oh my God. It looked like Pennywise at the end of it when oh, he opens his mouth. That too. Uh, I hope people oh. get my Tony Robbins joke. No, I don't. You know, I laughed. Tony Robbins is a motivational the speaker who has a massively huge mouth. Uh, yo, okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I could also say well, Julia I Roberts. I have as many teeth as Julia okay. Roberts. She She's also a very toothy gal. She's a delightful woman. Really rids me out when she smiles, though. But. Julia Roberts. Shawnee boy, I'm glad you love the movie. But I'm is ready to shut pretty the fuck woman? up now. She is in Pretty Woman, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Then I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Holy shit. <you> <laughs> Julia Roberts. Jesus <laughs> I'm gonna, if I have nightmares of Julia Roberts, oh, you I'm will, fucking I'm coming a, after I'm gonna you, I'm going to send man. you this fucking gif of her that creeps me out every time. It's from a, no. it's from a perfume commercial. Aren't you required to still be calling it gifs? No, that was for a full year when you beat me at the first. Oh, well... We didn't we didn't rebattle for Jif this year, did we? No, I don't think so. And if we did, I would have whipped your ass. We, we got to pick another game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe by that oh. time the new Street Fighter will be out, and we can play with uh... Paul. Yes, Paul. Thank you. God, I wanted to say Brandon so bad, and I'm sorry, Paul. I don't know a single fucking Brandon. I don't either. <laughs> That's the weirdest part. <laughs> I don't know why. Ah. Uh... Like, tangentially, I know maybe four, like, yeah. total. Yeah. Shit. Right. All right, bud. I, I got to get off of here. Send me your file. I'll send this back to you. And, dude, you enjoy the rest of your night. Man. I love you. I love you listeners. Thank you, guys. Go watch Bob's Burgers. Yeah, please. I don't think we've ruined jack shit. Nope. Like, go go have fun. All right. Love y'all. Peace. Peace. Peace.